All right, welcome back and uh, good morning to everybody. As we got a little NFL to get to with Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. Pete, good morning. How you doing? What's up, Joe? How are you, man? I'm doing great. This is uh, this is a fun time. We kind of now figured out. I, I I feel like we figured out who's pretty good and and who's not at this point. We've seen some coordinators go down and head coaches go down, and we probably got a pretty good idea, Pete, of who's going to be getting canned as well here. Uh, between now and the off season, would you agree? Yeah, I think this is the time when you see guys, uh, you know, fighting for their jobs, and and you know that's that's the nature of the beast. You know that, Joe. I mean, they, these guys they come, they go, and uh, I think this is one of those things where um, if you don't win now, that you know they they get you out of there quicker. I mean, it's not like the old days where you give you a couple of years. Now there's you know with all the social media and everything, it, we're going to see more and more quick firings. I think than we've seen in the past. Pete, ever since we started doing these shows, I feel like we've talked about quarterbacks. But are we talking about quarterbacks or lack of quarterbacks or it's not the quarterback, it's the coach or the system? Are we talking more about that now than ever? Yeah, and look, everybody wants to say, you know, like, for example, they use the 49ers um, and say anybody can plug and play there. That's not necessarily the case. Now, it makes it easier when you have all those players around, and I still prefer to have a quarterback who can uh, do things when – uh, you know, the, the players around them aren't doing their job and raise everybody else up. And, you, you know, the great ones do that. So, yeah, I mean, this, this league, if you don't have one, it's hard to have sustainable success in the NFL. And, you know, like, for example, I'll use the Dolphins as an example. Tua has elevated his play. There's no question about that. The system's great for him. Um, the speed receivers he has on the outside are great for him. But he's elevated his play. If they didn't have Tua and there was another guy in there, would they be the same offense? And the answer to that question is no. It, but yet you ask the same question, is he a guy that can, if he didn't have all that around him, would he be a great player? And we don't know that, but my answer would probably be no. And so I think it, it helps to have everybody around you, but it also helps to have a guy that can make it all work like in a point guard type of way. You can't hold it against anybody. We, we've had this discussion a lot this week. You can't hold against somebody, though, if they do have good weapons or happen to be have Mike McDaniel's system coaching them. That's not fair either. Like, oh, he got in the right. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of guys like to be in the system, but you can't hold it against them. We could probably go back in time and look at a lot of great quarterbacks and see who they were throwing to, and they were throwing to some pretty good players. Would you agree? You know what I always used to say, and you'll, you'll have a, a, a relation to this, is if, back in the day, I could have taken Marino and stuck him in, in, in uh, Montana's system, and Marino would have been just as great. But if I had taken Montana and stuck him in the Dolphins system, he probably wouldn't have been. And I remember doing that show. Have. That's fu- That's funny you said that, yes. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about that is, Joe, is, is that's what the great, great, great – now, Montana was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he is. But he had the benefit of the system and the way they played and Jerry Rice and everything else. And, and Marino had good receivers. He never had Jerry Rice, okay? And he made those guys really good. So, uh, I, I think when you look at it, I, I think the great ones elevate. And, and yes, it's not fair to Tua to say he's got great players around him because he does. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the best weapon in the National Football League when it comes to the passing game. I don't care. He might not be the best receiver. Justin Jefferson or one of those guys might be the best receiver. The best weapon in the NFL, the one who puts the fear of God in every defensive coordinator in the league, is Tyreek Hill. And that makes it so much easier to play football when you're the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. So let me ask you a little follow-up to that. Woody's been on this for a few days that uh... – if he puts up 
2,000 yards of receptions and has 17, 18, 19 touchdowns. Is he, could he win an MVP or does that just automatically go to one of these quarterbacks? We got a batch of quarterbacks kind of from week to week going back and forth on who's slightly ahead in the MVP. If Miami pushes to where they're, you know, in the conversation for the best record in the AFC and he continues to play the way he's playing and puts up those numbers, he's definitely in the mix. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, look, you're around that team all the time. Who's the MVP of the team? Now, the quarterback's always the MVP of every team, okay? I've said that many, many times. I don't care who, what team you are. If you don't have a quarterback, you're dead. But who's the MVP of that team right now in terms of the way they're playing the game? Is it Hill or is it Tua? Would you rather take Hill out of there or Tua? And now, personally, I'd rather have Tua in the lineup. But, but, but again, that's quarterback position. That's the nature of the beast. But the way Hill's playing, yeah. he'll be in the conversation, no question about it. Well, the best player on the team is Tyreek Hill. I mean, what he does. And by the way, no doubt. and Tyreek, sometimes even when he goes in motion and doesn't get it and watching these defenses, like there he goes in motion and you see everybody shift. And I just like, wow, the impact of, oh, no, don't let him get us again. And then you throw to a guy wide open on the other side. So I, I just think whether There's he – There's nobody like yeah, him, Joe. He's crazy. There's nobody like him. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the speed, the, the, the ability to separate and, and run away from people. And you know if you miss a tackle, he's gone. There's, there's nobody like him in the NFL. There really isn't. And, and, and I say that with all sincerity because there are a lot of great receivers, but there's nobody like him. So, um, and, and this thing keeps popping up. And, and I, hey, the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody yet. The 28th-ranked schedule so far Listen, man, nobody nobody cares at this point. All people do is look up, and there's a whole bunch of teams with the same record in the AFC. The thing is still wide open. And the Dolphins aren't apologizing for being heavy favorites the next three weeks if they can take care of business with Washington, Tennessee, and, and New York Jets again, who looked terrible the other day. So how, how do you feel when, when you I, – I know, listen, you got to beat some good teams, and you're going to play some at the end of the year. you got Dallas, you got Baltimore. I'm guessing that's going to Sunday night football. NBC's going to grab that one probably coming up. Yeah, and look, you only play the schedule in front of you. Now, having said that, when they do play like teams on the road and, and the Jets the other day, they just didn't look as crisp. And, you know, those two Tua interceptions were terrible. Right. The pick six was awful, and and the other one was bad too. And you know, if if the Jets don't get the you know try the hail mary at the end of the half, or they tackle them, or they sack them, or whatever, it's ten six to half, and should have been ten seven. They missed the extra point. So yeah, there are things at play there, but all you can do is go win the games in front of you. That's all you can do. Uh, you know, what, if they went up there and beat the Jets forty four to seven, and and dominated offensively and looked you know great throwing the football around in the games where they've been on the road, then people would think differently. But all you can do is go win, and I know that's the message Mike McDaniel's telling his team: go win the games. That's all you got to do. Right, and they're going to try. Uh, the turnovers are a problem. They've had six of them the the last two games, which is is way too many. You know, it's crazy. God, I watched that game the other night with with Philadelphia. It was the best game of the year, and Buffalo. And, and you look at Buffalo, and the way they played in that game, although they gave it away, they should have absolutely won that game against Philadelphia. They're sitting here at 500. Uh, you think they still have a shot at the playoffs? How do you look at that team? they got some tough games coming up. Yeah, the next two weeks is what they have uh, at Kansas City, and they come off their bye, and then Dallas at home. And, and I will say this about the Buffalo Bills. Everybody in the AFC wants them out. You don't. If you look at the bottom teams that they're competing with to get in as a wild card, you know, it, it, it's the Colts, it's the Texans, 
uh, it's the Broncos. You'd rather play any one of those teams than the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. I can guarantee you that. So everybody wants them out. I still still think they have a legitimate shot to get in. They got to win one of the next two. I think they you know they can. Um, and Josh Allen, by the way, the the criticism of that guy is amazing. He's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, he turns the ball over. You throw the ball 51. I thought Darius Slay had a great quote. You throw the ball 51 times, you're going to turn the ball over. But he's taken that team and put it on his back again. Uh, and he was the best player on the field the other day. There's no question about that. And, and they ha- should have won the game. And if the wide receiver, Gabe Davis, goes the right way, they do win the game. And, and so I think that uh, Buffalo's dangerous. You don't want them in the postseason. Now, the defense isn't the same. All those injuries have impacted the defense in a big way. You got to get a stop there at the end of the game. You got to get a stop in overtime. They got neither, so I think that's a problem. That's why Josh Allen's got to do even more. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that he started running again, I don't know if they gave him the green light. Go ahead, big fella. Go get your seventy or eighty yards rushing, third down, whatever you need to do. And he is, man. He is back to. I don't know how. You know what, Joe? They need to play fast and loose and free. You know, the whole idea going into the season was their defense was going to be really good. They're going to run the ball better, take some of the pressure off of him. Well, the defense had all those injuries. The defense isn't that good. So let him go play fast and free and loose. Like, you know, not unlike what the Bills used to do back in the day with Jim Kelly. I mean, just go fast, go loose, play free. He's capable of doing it. Yeah, you're going to have turnovers in those situations, but you're also going to have a lot of big plays. Let me ask you two questions here real quickly. 49ers at Eagles, uh, two best teams in football? Well, the 49ers went healthy. They are. They had that little three-game lull that was concerning. Um, I, you know, there's a couple of red flags on the Eagles lately. The corners have struggled. They missed Devontae Maddox and Nickel Corner. People have hit them for big plays so over and over and over again. So I'm worried about their defense. I think the 49ers actually win the game this week. Uh, I think they're the better team in terms of stars. Uh, I do think they might have won the playoff game if Purdy didn't get hurt. So I think the 49ers win this week. Second best game this week is Denver and Houston. Could that be? Right. Who, who would have thought that, right? Damn. I mean, that, you guys saw Miami put up a 70-burger on them, and, uh, and here they are in the middle of the playoff push. It, it's incredible. Sean Payton's done a great job with that team. Uh, he's got Russell Wilson playing really good football. And the defense, I mean, my gosh, they've, they've improved greatly. And then that quarterback, you know, Joe, we talk about quarterbacks. When Dan Marino showed up, he made it look so easy right away. That kid in Houston makes it look easy. I mean, there's, it's effortless. He doesn't get phased. He makes all the throws. He's got a big arm. He puts the ball on top of guys in a hurry. Uh, they have their guy for a long time. So that's that's an important game this week, no question about yeah. it. Hey, always great stuff, Pete. Really appreciate it, man. You and I could sit around and, and talk about all this stuff, and you can get me in trouble because you end up saying something and people around us are upset. Anyway, hey, Pete, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, that's my, that's my goal in life is to make every team in the NFL mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I swear, he just came and sat next to me. I mean, I, I made a couple of comments. It was all Pete, not me. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate it, man. Have a good holiday. You got it, Joe. Take care. All right, Pete Prisco. CBS Sports. Oh, he's this guy. He goes to camp. He gets it stirred up. <laughs> Did you tell him to have a good holiday? I was afraid I don't know if we're going to see him again. Okay. And then, I don't know what holiday you're talking about. Well, but the holiday coming up here. <laughs> which which holiday are you talking about? Well, we got Christmas coming up. <laughs> In a month. Yeah, but. I, I think we'll hear from Pete before then. Hopefully. All right. He doesn't uh, get too upset. All right. I should have waited a few weeks before. <laughs> I don't know. What if Pete says he's real busy during the holiday season, jerky? 
All right, right now I want to tell you about Baptist Health South Florida for just a second. Man, where do the pros go when they get injured? Inter-Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, the Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU, and high schools, Dade County football does the same thing. They all trust those great doctors that they put together to make it one of the top sports medicine programs in the country right here in our backyard. You don't have to go anywhere else. We got Baptist Health South Florida. You're in good shape, man. Uh, we got three great locations to go to. I'm going to tell you about for all those top specialists and surgeons. We got a lot of them working in Broward and Dade. We got you covered, man. Some of the top specialists for knee, anything to do with the knee, the shoulder, foot and ankle, hand, back, hip and knee replacement doctors, which has become very popular. A lot more people looking for new hips and new knees and Nobody's going to do it better than they do it at Baptist Health South Florida for you. In-house therapist it, working with you, too. Boy, it's a slam dunk. And it used to be just Doctors Hospital on Coral Gables, and you had to go from Broward down there. And what a great facility, by the way. But now, man, we got, we got them everywhere. New facility in 595 and Pine Island Implantation. I mean right off Pine Island in 595. You can't miss it right next to Renaissance Hotel. The pineapple is going strong. And our other facility just opened a few months ago at Hard Rock Stadium, right next to the practice facility. There's another Baptist Health South Florida. So even if you're down there off the Turnpike or the Palmetto, you're close. You're close to seeing those great doctors. Hey, we got one goal every day at Baptist Health South Florida. It's about getting you healthy as quickly as possible for team and individual sports. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. 